everyone. Hi, all. Welcome to Hank and Bert's Trivia Bonanza. I'm Hank. I'm Bert. Kind of. <laughs> it's our alter egos. <laughs> it's our alter egos. Emphasis on ego. Um, anyways, you might notice that the audio quality is the same as the first three episodes of this fourth episode, <laughs> even after me rambling on and on about new equipment coming and that and that happened and it did not work out it was a little frustrating i did a bunch of research about two-person podcasting setups that would be that would work with my ipad and the program that i like to use to record this and i found one that seemed great we ordered it we spent several hundred dollars on it, all that stuff and then tried it out tried seven different methods of hooking it up and getting it going and it just would not work the company's uh the company's like customer support was no help so we eventually sent it back and said you know what our little lavalier mics are fine <laughs> we'll work um, with it so we're gonna we're gonna roll with it for now and we'll probably update eventually but we're we're fine you know the important part is the questions and that's the, right in the conversation so we're gonna go with that I still think we need to record in a closet, like just go into my closet and sit on the floor and just like get absorbed, all the ambient noise get absorbed. Mattresses on the wall. Ooh. Um, real punk rock stuff right there. <laughs> um, all right. So thanks for bearing with us and uh, thanks for just uh, liking us for us. Yay. Anyways, Bert's going to explain what we're doing here and then we're going to get started. So as you may know, we're playing five rounds of trivia. Uh, there'll be two rounds of themed, one written by me and one written by Hank, and then two stoked rounds of things we're just excited about. And then one round where we quiz each other and uh, see how if we can stump each other. And let's see, we'll also do the guest of the year. So we'll give you clues um, throughout the podcast and each one getting a little more specific and you try to guess what year we're talking about. Yep. Let's get into it. Let's go. So this is your first clue for round one, guess the year. If you guess the year after this clue, you'll get 10 points. Uh, your next chance to get a clue will be after round one, Themorama. Our clue this time is, in this year, Gordon Brown replaced Tony Blair as Prime Minister of Great Britain, and Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner was elected as Argentina's first woman president, succeeding her husband, Nestor Kirchner. Round one, Bert's Themorama, subtitled Group, there it is. Thanks to Hank, good, good name. So each clue will be the name of a group of animals, which will be listed first, followed by a clue to help you guess that name. So for example, one clue could be crows, and the clue could be you can be charged with this crime if you take someone else's life. The answer is a murder, so a murder of crows. Question one, owls. The clue is, this is the name of a type of legislative government such as the House of Lords and the House of Commoners. Two, wombats. According to Oscar Wilde, with age comes what? Three, snakes. When you're cold, your muscles contract and relax, alternating quickly to try and warm up. Four, stingrays. One type of immune response that your body uses to fight infection. It's also the name of an Indiana WNBA team. Five, wasp, a solemn promise. It's also the brand name of a furniture polish. Six, lemurs, a secret plan or a plot between two or more people to commit a crime. Seven, rhinos. An often violent collision frequently used to describe accidents between two or more cars. Eight, giraffe. A tall building or structure can also mean to reach great heights when used as a verb. Here are the answers to round one, Themorama. Group, there it is. Question one, owls, a group of owls is called a parliament. 
I really like the idea of imagining owls in like parliamentary dress and it like. It makes sense. <laughs> it just makes sense. Uh, I was also thinking about how isn't Parliament a cigarette? Oh, it might be. I think it's just. I think it's like. I remember like my aunt was in Parliament. I think they were like. They were like. Cool cigarettes for like rednecks. I'm not sure. But that might be based solely on my aunt. Uh, I love it. But but yes, I love the idea of a a literal parliament of owls. Right. Um, It's just fitting. Well, we have this thing of owls as like wise, but I think it's been proven that they're not actually that wise. I think they're pretty simple. Really? But we because of the way they look. They're just they've the the strong stature and maybe similar to parliament. Oh. <laughs> Burn. Body. They look like, oh, well, that's supposed to be. Clearly, they're intelligent. Maybe they're not. Um, yeah. Anyways, continue. Right, question two Wombats. A group of wombats is called a wisdom. Three. Snakes. A group of snakes is called a shiver. Again, appropriate. Some of these really make sense. Like, yeah. I definitely shiver if I see a snake. Four, stingrays. A group of stingrays is called a fever. Yeah, so we've been talking about going to, yes. um, you mentioned in the clue that uh, the, the Indiana WNBA team, and we've been talking about going to games. The last fever game I went to was actually in Texas. Oh, wow. When I lived in Austin, uh, my ex-wife and I went to, um, when it was the San Antonio Stars, I think it was, yeah, San Antonio Stars, I think. Uh, San Antonio something, their team that's no longer a team, I don't think, um, was playing the Indiana Fever, and it was Tamika Catching's last season. Oh, wow. So she's coming through, and it was just like, we had like, it was like, we were like in the 12th row, and it was like $19, and they had dollar beer night, and we just, it was one of my favorite memories, and I drove like an hour and a half to see it, and it was Tamika Catching's last game, and the Fever won, it was just this beautiful. Wow. It was just a really fun memory. What a cool experience. Definitely want to definitely want to go with you. Yeah. yeah. I've only been to one, but when I used to um, help out with Girl Scouts, we took our Girl Scouts to go see it. Very cool. They had a, like a big Girl Scouts uh, night. So it's fun to see a bunch of girls watching women play basketball and get excited and cheer. So yeah, that is fun. I love that. It has nothing to do with stingrays, but go <laughs> the fever. <laughs> Question five. Wasps. A pledge of wasps. That's a pretty good one. You think? Uh, yeah. That is a really strange one. It is. Um, but I love I love the clue too. I love the also brand of furniture. <laughs> you can tell what my mom used growing up. <laughs> we were a pledge family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you name another furniture? <laughs> no, no, I cannot. It's like, it's like Kleenex. Right? <laughs> um, good. Question six: Lemurs. A conspiracy of lemurs. Yet again, just a great name. I like imagining lemurs conspiring under on trees and hanging from branches and stuff. Question seven: Rhinos. A crash of rhinos. This is one that really fits too. I always imagine. I remember the old Johnny Westmiller uh, Tarzan movies in black and white. I used to watch with my dad growing up, and they would always speed up mm-hmm. a lot of the chase scenes with animals and i remember the rhinos like they would speed them up and fast forward oh my gosh like that was their visual effect <laughs> and there's these really fast like crashing rhinos crashing through the brush oh my gosh so that feels that feels good that feels appropriate um question eight giraffe a group of giraffe giraffes giraffe yes. i think uh, <laughs> it's called a tower <laughs> i don't know why i didn't want to pluralize that Another one that fits well. Indeed, indeed, yes. I kept thinking because you had the to reach great heights. Uh-huh. I kept reading it as to reach such great heights, and mm. I kept thinking of the postal service. Yes, such great heights, which I haven't thought about in <laughs> twelve years. You're welcome. Um, but I remember loving that song back then. I so, yeah. So I have to go re-listen. Yeah, that was when, I think that was one of their first big songs, The Postal Service. And I remember, I think it was on a Grey's Anatomy soundtrack, which is, to be honest, where I got a lot of my music for a while. But they had some good taste. Underrated songs on that that Grey's Anatomy. Indeed, indeed. Very cool. 
End of round one. This is your guess the year clue for round two. And if you get it after this clue, you get five points. In this year, Britney Spears shaved your head and Nancy Pelosi became the first female speaker of the house. Welcome to round two. This is Hank Stoke round. Here are the questions. Number one, in the Jesus story, what is the name of the angel who told Mary that she would birth the Son of God and name him Jesus? Number two, the 1998 Atlanta Braves are often considered to have one of the best pitching staffs in MLB history. Name one of the five pitchers who started more than 25 games for them that year. Number three, French poet André Breton led what artistic, intellectual, and literary movement from 1924 through World War II, undermining the oppressive rules of modern society by demolishing its backbone of rational thought? Question four. By land area, what is the smallest U.S. state? Number five. What 1986 sports movie featured characters named Coach Norman, Shooter Flatch, and Jimmy Chitwood. Number six. Quoting this movie at the Naval Academy results in a $5 fine. Number seven. Does, does sound travel fastest through gases, liquids, or solids? Number eight. After winning the Grammy for Country Album of the Year at the 59th Awards Show, what singer-songwriter bust outside of that year's CMAs after failing to receive an invite to the mainstream country festivities? Here are the answers for round two, Hank Stoked round. Number one, in the Jesus story, the angel that told Mary that she would birth the Son of God was Gabriel. You're a, you grew up a Christian. I was wondering how, where you were going to go with that. <laughs> I was like, hmm. That's it. You grew up a Christian. Indeed I did. Um, I just always imagine myself, if like that happened today, if someone was like, so there's this angel that talked to me last right? night. And get, they would lock her up. Yeah. Yeah, it would... but it's become the basis of this entire like religion that this gigantic religion with all its complications and all its beauty and and yeah, it's this whole thing. And but it, people would not be receptive if it was happening today. Yeah, it would not go over quite as well. <laughs> I don't think. But um, yeah, it's part of it is. And this gets dicey because some people take that as truth and that's fine. Um, everyone as little truth. And so I always saw it more as like a, a myth or like a, mm -hmm. a telling of the story, but like for the point of like explaining who Mary was in terms of Joseph and in terms of God, rather than a literal angel coming to reveal right. something, Yeah. which who knows? I was not around, so I can say <laughs> neither thing is true or not, but yeah. Definitely would not be well received. Uh, number two. Um, the 1998 Atlanta Braves are considered to have one of the best pitching staffs in MLB history. So name one of the five pitchers who started more than 25 games for them that year. So your options are John Smoltz, Danny Nagel, Kevin Millwood, Greg Maddox, and Tom Glavin. I knew none of those names. I would not have gotten us. I think Pete Rose is the only pitcher I know, and I don't even know if he's a real pitcher. He's not a pitcher. Well, <laughs> that's what I got. Uh, <laughs> that is my gap in knowledge. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I fell in love with this baseball team one because they were great, but also um, we we had like our cable package that only had so many channels. Oh right. And one of the channels we had was TBS mm -hmm. Turner. Um, mm -hmm. 
owns the Atlanta sports team. So yeah. So CBS would show all the Atlanta Braves games. So I was an Atlanta Braves fan as a kid, and by default because <laughs> we had that channel. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So I remember that very clearly. I think I could have actually named all five of those. Nice. Without having written a question myself. Um, good. Number three. French poet Andre Breton led the artistic, intellectual, and literary movement uh, from 1924 to World War II um, called Surrealism. You're a fan of Surrealism. I love Surrealistic paintings, mm -hmm. particularly Magritte, René Magritte. He's one of my favorites. Um, well, in Surrealism, a lot of us think of Surrealism through the visual lens. Sure. But actually, that literary lens um, was huge. Um, was very pivotal to the movement that Breton and a lot of his writings about surrealism mm. but then he also organized along with a lot of his friends salons and collaborations and there's just a lot of um, community in that way where they're pushing back against these ideas of rational thought. Yeah it would have been incredible to live in Paris post-World War One. Um, yeah, there's yeah. just so much growth in in um, art and in thought and philosophy. Yeah, it's one of those things where if I could go back in time, I think that's probably one place I would go. There you go. Um, number four, by land area, what is the smallest U.S. state? That's Rhode Island. Hmm. I'd like to visit Rhode Island. I've not been there yet. Never been to Rhode Island. Yeah. Number six, or I'm sorry, number five, the 19. 86 sports movie that featured characters named Coach Norman, Shooter Flash, and Jimmy Chitwood was, of course, Hoosiers. Have you seen Hoosiers? I also haven't seen that. Oh, I know, I'm no. a horrible Hoosier. We, we've got we've to gotta change that. Uh, you know, it's a sports movie um, made in the 80s about a white small town. So it has its it has its ups and its downs. Yeah. Um, but it's classic. Yeah. And a name like Jimmy Chitwood, you just gotta, <laughs> you just gotta love. Right. All right. Number six. Quoting this movie at the Naval Academy results in a five dollar fine. That's the original Top Gun. I would owe so much money to the Naval Academy. <laughs> I use quotes regularly from Top Gun. <laughs> it's beautiful. Number seven. Sound travels fastest through solids, mm. which is fascinating, mind blowing, really. Mm. Yeah, because you would assume gas, mm -hmm. and then liquid, then solid, but it's actually the reverse. And I know what I looked up why you did. I was wondering. So it says, since sound waves involve the transfer of kinetic energy between adjacent molecules, sure, the closer those molecules are to each other the faster the sound travels. Hmm. Therefore, tra sound travels much faster through solids than through liquids and gases. I think the exception to that um, is water because water as a solid, as ice, is very structured, but as a liquid, because of the hydrogen, forms hydrogen bombs, so it's much more condensed. Um, well, if you said besides water, you also... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I, but I originally, when you first said this question, I was like, I think it's liquids, but I think that's what I was thinking of yeah. was water. water. But I also could be totally wrong on that. I was not great at physics. <laughs> Number eight, uh, the singer songwriter who bust outside the, that year's CMA after winning the Grammy for country album of the year at the 59th awards show was Sturgill Simpson. Who's one of your favorites, one right? Of my favorites. Um, every album of his is just so unique. Mm. Went from started out as this honky tonk, and then went to psychedelic country, and then is worked had an album that was kind of like Nine Inch Nails ish. Had a did like a folk album. Wow. Did uh, redid all of his previous albums and songs as bluegrass tunes. At one point, has just really stretched what it means to be a country artist. That's really exciting. Um, so I think he's and that that was very funny when he did that and. Or was that 2017 when um uh yeah so he had one country album of the year the previous year at the grammys and he didn't even get an invite to the cmas and was nominated for nothing at the wow at the, because it's mainstream country and he wasn't playing mainstream country and uh yeah 
And so, uh, so he went and bust outside and uh, donated all the money to something that I think was like uh, opposing Trump or something. Mm. Some some liberal fund. Yeah. Um, so it was, yeah, cool. I like that cool for dude. protest. That's Real cool really dude. cool. End of round two. This is your clue for guess the year round three. If you guess this year after this clue, you get three points. In this year, the final book in the Harry Potter series, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows was published. Welcome to round three, which is Hey Do You Know? And this is where Bert and I take turns quizzing each other and we invite you to play along from home. And to catch you up, so far we've been keeping track of how we've been doing. Bert has eight, and I have eleven. I'm running to catch up. Yeah, so this is the this is the time to catch up. I notice her questions keep getting harder, so maybe <laughs> maybe she'll catch up this time. Maybe we'll see. All right. Uh, number one, Bert. You know which name of an alcoholic beverage, if repeated three times in a mirror? is said to summon a spirit that reveals the future. I don't know. The only thing I can think of about saying three times is Beetlejuice um, from the movie. So that was my guess, but I'm pretty sure that's not an alcoholic beverage. So I don't know. <laughs> I think you're going to kick yourself. I think I am. Bloody Mary. Oh, you're supposed to say Bloody Mary three times in a mirror? Mm -hmm. <gasps> is that from a horror movie or something? I don't remember the origins of it. I think it's an old, old legend. Huh. Interesting. Bloody Mary. Ooh. All right. Well, didn't catch that one. Number two. What team was the first to sweep an NBA Finals series? Any early NBA Finals question? Mm -hmm. A good answer is always the Boston Celtics. Mm. So I'm going to go with the Boston Nice. Yep. Good answer. Good answer. Because they were one of the dominant teams earlier. So it is correct. It is. You got it. I didn't realize, so I was looking up, um, and I didn't realize that they didn't have as many rounds back then. Because now we've been there watching. As many teams. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, they played Minnesota, um, and they completely wiped them out. So Who were the Lakers? Oh, oh, that I, makes sense. Yes. Yeah. That was back when they were the it's so funny they don't change the name when they move. Like the Jazz in Utah still doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah, but New Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Bert. In 2008, PETA asked Ben and Jerry's to replace cow's milk with what in their ice cream? I really wanted to say almond milk or some sort of like soy milk, but I'm going to go with tofu. Oh. I don't think I would eat that. Uh, <laughs> no, there's tofu to cuties that are really good. Oh, it's really? ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's actually breast milk. No, they did not. Yeah, they did. And it was this famous letter where they they wrote this whole campaign to Ben and Jerry's asking them to use breast milk instead of cow's milk. Okay. But I don't, I, yeah, there's a lot about that you I don't understand. I do. I do. But you know what? Well, PETA, uh, go go for it. You do you. They tried. They tried. All right. All right. Question four. What is the longest river in the U.S.? I was afraid you were going to ask me this. <laughs> You've been dreading it. Because <laughs> I remember this question from something, some other thing, maybe from school or who knows where. But it was like Missouri and Mississippi, right? I think we're the two, and they're like a couple miles distance apart lengthwise or they're really close mm -hmm. um so i'm gonna go mississippi river you are so close it, it is the missouri okay. and it's i think it's one or two miles like it's one really mile, small one mile apart and i think um it changes like it can alternate depending on like how flooded or if like the because uh, the mississippi yeah, can sense. change course and adjust yeah. so yeah. wow yeah all right number five Cannabinoids, such as CBD and THC, are lipophilic, otherwise known as what? Fat-loving. 
or fat soluble. Fat soluble too. Fat loving. Fat loving. Make uh, it so good. I'm also fat loving. <laughs> hey. I love my belly. Not you. That wasn't what I meant. Oh, we gotta start this over. Uh, that's not what I meant. I meant like I like fried foods. Yes. <laughs> and, that I, too. and I like my belly. <laughs> Aw, I like your belly too. It's kind of good. That wasn't directed at me. Like, no, you're. Dare you. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just proud that I almost said cannabinoids right. I've been practicing that for, since I wrote this question a week ago. Nice. Good work. All right. Question six. Vitamin B3, also known as niacin or nicotinic acid, can treat high cholesterol, but excess doses can cause what side effect due to blood vessel dilation or opening? I'm going to go with blood clots. Mm. I'm afraid that's not it, um, but that's what blood vessel dilation means to me <laughs> as a layman. Um, it's actually flushing. So if you think about it as your blood, flushing. as your blood vessels open up, all the blood rushes to your face. So like when your cheeks mm -hmm. flush, your chest yeah. flush. Like yours right now since you had one beer. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> call me out on the podcast. Well, I call see. me out. That's true. That's fair. Um, great. Uh, number seven. What was the first patented service uniform in the U.S.? So I feel like it's got to be something with like government. So I'm going with the USPS, like they had their outfit uniform. It's a great guess, but it's, it's uh, wilder than that. Wilder. Okay. It's the Playboy Bunny uniform. What? That is not true. That's that ridiculous. is absolutely true. <laughs> Mr. Hefner got that, where they all wore that uniform uh -huh. at the at the mansion to serve at school parties and stuff. And right. They, they had that patent. Wow. Yeah. It makes sense because that's kind of their brand. It's like iconic. you see it everywhere. And but it's, kind of, it's in movies and it's in uh, yeah, it's Halloween costumes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Huh. He was a good businessman for sure. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, okay. Question eight. So which country has the most time zones? They have 12 due to their overseas territories. I feel like it's got to be a country that's like, has a several time zones on its own mm -hmm. and then has a large military presence as well. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking like Russia, the United States, China. So I'm going to go with the United States. Mm, that's a really good guess. It's actually, surprisingly, France. Oh, France. They have a lot of overseas territories. And yeah, there's a lot of French places. Yeah, former colonies and all of that. So, yep. I think Russia was behind it with 11, and then mm -hmm. I don't remember who was 10. It may have been the U.S., but. I would bet the U.S. has a lot. I would think. Well, we've got the, what, four here, and then we've got. Five, 10, right? Oh, Yeah. And I don't know if Puerto Alaska, Rico. Oh, I was just thinking contiguous, but you're right. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be up so, there. Yeah, if there's that just with this with the country alone, mm -hmm. you add in all the other things. Um, cool. So let me see real quick. You got. I wait. Let's see. I got one. I think you just got, you got one. one. Yeah. And you got two. I think I only got one. You only got one. Wow, we we crushed that. Right. Hope y'all did better at home. <laughs> so now we're nine to twelve. Nine to twelve, and yep, end of round three. This is your guess the year clue for round four, and if you get it after this clue, you get two points. In this year, the first iPhone and Kindle were released, and Netflix first started streaming. Here's round four, Bert Stoke round. Question one, the world's most expensive coffee beans, known as the black ivory beans, are fed to what animal in Thailand so that their digestive enzymes can lower the bitter taste? Question two, 
This compound, used in the treatment for malaria and as a muscle relaxer by the Quechua people, is derived from the cinchona tree in Peru. It also gives tonic water its bitter taste. Question 3. This bitters, developed by a surgeon in Simon Bolivar's army in order to ease upset stomachs, is named after the town in Venezuela where the surgeon was based and is now used for cocktails such as the Manhattan or the Old Fashioned. Question four, which U.S. national park has the least light pollution of any in the continental U.S.? Number five, the game Jenga fittingly comes from the word, the Swahili word kujenga, which means what in Swahili? Six, which river runs through Paris, France, dividing the capital city into the left bank or south side and the right bank, the north side? Seven, what two ingredients are used to make the Italian dessert affogato? Eight, according to CNET Business, BBC News, and Business Insider, this tiny creature is the deadliest in the world, killing between 750,000 to 1 million humans each year. Here are the answers to round four, Bert's stoked round. Question one. The world's most expensive coffee beans, the black ivory beans, are fed to what animal to lower the bitter taste? That would be the elephant. So they're literally roasting beans that have been through the digestive system of an elephant? Indeed, they are. So they really put the ew in the brew? Oh my god. <laughs> well played. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Next question. Next question. <laughs> question two. This compound used to treat malaria and as a muscle relaxer by the Quechua people, um, also has a bitter taste in tonic water, is quinine. Great job on your pronunciation on this question. There are a lot of words I would mispronounce, <laughs> including the answer. <laughs> quinine. Yeah, I mean, um, you can go with whatever. Uh, so um, there's a very clear um, pronunciation gap between you and I, like <laughs> with the questions we choose. <laughs> I got Jimmy Chitwood. <laughs> you you've got Chichona. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it looks like. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you got it figured out. I love it. That's actually um, I love that fact. I remember I reading it in a book once. And then, um, but I couldn't quite remember it, so I ended up looking up. And um, it's a um, remedy from the Quechua people. Uh, but it's just fascinating how people would use the natural plants in their environment to treat things that are, you know, that they encounter every day. So I thought that was fascinating. Question three. Uh, this bitters, uh, developed by a surgeon in Bolivar's army, is named after the town in Venezuela um, and now used for the Manhattan in the old-fashioned. So that's the Angostura uh, bitters. And so uh, it, the town is Angostura, which is what it was called back then, but it's now called Ciudad Bolivar. And fun fact, the surgeon was actually German. So I, I didn't quite follow why he was fighting in what the Bolivar's army, but, you he, know, he was bored. He was passionate about the cause. <laughs> Question four, uh, which national U.S. national park has the least light pollution in the continental U.S.? That's going to be... Big Bend National Park in Texas. Yeah, we've talked about Big Bend quite a bit because it's something we want to do. Um, unfortunately, you have the summers off, which is the literally the worst time to visit <laughs> um, Big Bend. Um, but I was out there in November around Thanksgiving once several years ago, and it was uh, yeah, it's it's like no other because of what creates that lack of light pollution is the remoteness of it. Right. And it's, it's a real, yeah, it's, a, it's really remote in, yeah. in a beautiful way, like, um, and real, that desert feel. I get nervous. I did a road trip with a good friend of mine and we ended up driving out to Death Valley and it was that same feel of like, there's no one. And our car started overheating and we got passed by test drivers who like just zoomed past us with panels flying off. And 
it was just one of those things where I'm like, this is a horror movie and I am going to die very soon. And there's no one who's going to find me for the next like 600 years. So it's a lot. So we may need to. We'll um, well, lots of planning. Yes. Luckily, you're, you're dating a planner. This is true. I do appreciate that a lot. Question five. The game Jenga comes from a Swahili word, Pujenga, which actually means to build. So I didn't realize it came um, from a Swahili word, but once I heard that it was to build, I was like, no, you're taking it apart. I forgot about the part that you build on top of it. <laughs> but I love that game. It's a, I like the outdoor um, big version of it too. Yeah, It's really fun. Question six. Which river runs through Paris, France, dividing it into the left bank and the right bank? And that's going to be the Seine. I'm glad I know how to pronounce that. <laughs> um, but yeah, but seriously, uh, if you listen to this podcast, you probably figured out that Bert likes Paris mm. in France. Mm. Um, so I was curious, uh, what initially drew you to that? Because you've been visiting there for long time now and spent some time there a couple different times and we have stuff around our house about Paris. We do have a lot of Paris um, <laughs> paraphernalia. So what take me back to the beginning. What mm. what do you have a like an origin story with your love of Paris in Paris? Well, it all began in Madame Epperson's seventh grade French class. Okay. Uh, and it really did. She just excited that sense of learning. And we were required to take three weeks of three different languages. So it was oh. Spanish, French, and German. And then you could choose to study one of those. And you did that in sixth grade. And then you could choose to study those in seventh and eighth grade. Okay. So I did that. Um, and then, um, so I just loved learning from her. And then... Um, it all kind of came together. I did a, a program called IU Honors in the summer between my junior and senior year where I lived overseas in a town called Brest, France, which is on the northwest side. Um, and so, I don't know, just magical. I love cities. I love exploring. I love knowing history. I mean, we talked about surrealism and you can just see how um, it just, it, that kind of energy invites, I don't know, excitement and creativity and um, yeah, I just love it. And I just keep going back. Like That's I'll, beautiful. I'll go any day. Yeah. <laughs> any listeners who want to go to Paris, hit me up. <laughs> we're trying to, um, uh, yeah, we're trying to figure out a way for you to go next year. Yeah. For your time off. So yeah, be great. That would be great. Thanks for asking. Question seven, what two ingredients make the dessert affogato? That would be hot espresso and gelato. So you combine those two and it melts the gelato and it just makes this tasty deliciousness. So is it like their version of a root beer float? <laughs> I think they might be offended that you would say that, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> it feels like an Italian root beer float. <laughs> um. That's really funny. Question eight. So according to CNET Business, BBC News, and Business Insider, this creature uh, is the deadliest in the world. Uh, and that would be a mosquito, which is a little surprising, right? They seem so innocuous. Yeah, yeah, this tiny thing that can get in anywhere, but especially because I'm notoriously bad at detective sprays and lotion. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people get on me all the time about that I don't like sunscreen. <laughs> You're staring directly at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you. A lot of people get on me about that, and. I, I never wear, every once in a while, I'll do bug spray when I'm out. Yeah. Um, it's rare. Mm. And just don't like that feel of something on my skin. But but now I'm terrified. <laughs> um, I don't want to be one of the one annoying people. Luckily, we don't have the type of mosquito in the U.S. that causes malaria. So that's the big one is malaria. Um, but there are others, West Nile virus and Zika and all those that were, came out a few years ago. Um, so yeah, don't mess with the mosquitoes. Really ending on a positive note there. <laughs> End of round four. Guess the year round five. If you guess the year after this clue, you get one point. In this year, The Departed won the, an Oscar for Best Picture. Helen Mirren won an Oscar for Best Actress for The Queen. And Forrest Whitaker won the Oscar for Best Actor in his role the last king of Scotland. 
This is round five, Hank's Demorama. This is titled Ooh Yum Yum, and all answers have the name of a food in it. Number one, this band's 1994 classic hit asked, What's in your head? In your head? Zombie, zombie, zombie. Number two, according to comedian Mike Birbiglia in his special My Girlfriend's Boyfriend, this is the culinary way to describe an auto accident where one car hits another perpendicularly. Question three. This bizarre 2016 movie written and directed by the Daniels features Daniel Radcliffe as a surprisingly useful corpse found by Paul Dano's character on a deserted island. Number four. This man is the NFL's all-time leader in reception yards and receiving touchdowns. Five. This nearly nine-minute-long folk song from the 70s begins, Long, long time ago, I can still remember how that music used to make me smile. Six. This common simile featuring a member of the Gord family means someone is untroubled and calm in the face of pressure. Number seven. This actor is said to be only six degrees or less from anyone in Hollywood. Number eight. This exhibition baseball team, founded in Georgia in 2016, features pre-pitched dance routines and players in kilts. Here are your answers for round five, Hank's Demorama, titled Boo Yum Yum, mm -hmm. in which all answers have the name of a food in it. Number one, this band's 1994 classic hit asks what's in your head, in your head, zombie, 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 which is, of course, by the Cranberries. It's a great song. It's also a song someone told me once that if you sing that song, while you have another song in your head, it'll get rid of the other song and then it won't stick in your head. So it's a way to get rid of earworms, basically. But then you'll have zombie in your head. Well, somehow it magically <laughs> doesn't stay. Or maybe you just, I just really like the song Zombie and don't mind if it's you stuck. Don't mind that song. Um, I also keep wondering why I put two questions in this category where I have to speak sing, <laughs> which is my least favorite thing. Singing, I love singing, but I'm not very good at it. And so I don't really want a record of it. <laughs> um, but, but so then I had to do this weird speak thing, which is fun. Okay. Number two. According to comedian Mike Birbiglia and his special My Girlfriend's Boyfriend, this is the culinary way to describe an auto accident where one car hits another perpendicularly. That's a T-bone, um, which is one of, which is a really funny joke to me. And by one of my favorite comedians, and I'm really excited to get to go see him. Yes. Um, for the second time, mm -hmm. we've seen him together. We saw him together when we first started dating, mm -hmm. and now we get to go see him this time, not in a theater, but in a comedy club. Yeah. Really, um, really excited about that. I am just thankful that you taught me how to be in a comedy club because I really thought you're supposed to uh, raz the people heckle. and heckle. Yeah, I came prepared to like lob insults which is not my personality at all and I believe you said I won't I'll stop dating you immediately <laughs> if you heckle this person so no thanks for clearing that up no one wants that um trust me no one wants that <laughs> uh number three this bizarre 2016 movie by the Daniels which features another Daniel Daniel Ratcliffe as a surprisingly useful corpse that's found by Paul Dano's character on a deserted island is called Swiss Army Man. I just really like the phrase surprisingly useful corpse. Like how many times do you get to hear that in terms of anything? <laughs> <laughs> that was the best way I could explain it. Um, I haven't watched this movie yet. Have you seen it? No. It's, the trailer is wild. Okay. Uh, so Dana Radcliffe is like, seems to be, uh, is a corpse that talks. Oh. And then Paul Dano 
can use him like a Swiss Army knife. Swiss, oh. Ar him, Swiss Army man sure. for all these different things he can use them for. And one of the things he uses them for is like he rides him like a jet ski <laughs> off the desert, the deserted island. Oh my gosh. At some point and ends up back mainland in the woods somehow. I don't. I need to watch a movie, but it's it's a very bizarre movie. It sounds um, odd. But it's the Daniels who did mm. uh, everything, everywhere, all right, which we love, which we love, but is also a very bizarre. Movie. Yes, um, agreed. But do love it for sure. All right, number four, the NFL's all-time leader in reception yards and receiving touchdowns is Jerry Rice, and I, when I was. Looking up this, I knew I wanted to have Jerry Rice in this. Mm. Um, and so I was looking up like what to do with the clue, and that seemed like the obvious thing to do with the clue. He's so far ahead of everyone else, it's ridiculous. Really? Yeah. Like, not like crazy far, but like, I think the touchdowns, I think he's like 40 touchdowns ahead of the, the next person, which is like three to four really good seasons. Yeah. More than wow. the, the next person. And like, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty wild. Well, and he's also, like, he's held that record for a while, too, right? And so, yeah. Yep. All right, number five. The nearly nine-minute-long folk song from the 70s that begins long, long time ago, I can still remember how that music used to make me smile, is American Pie mm -hmm. by Don McLean. And I have this very specific memory of, of riding with my dad. And, you know, in our little town, my little hometown of Elwood, Indiana, um, we could go from the furthest point in town to our house mm. in six minutes. So, which is shorter than that song. So I remember <laughs> one time being at the bank, which is about a four minute drive to our house. And that song coming on as we're going through the, the drive through at the bank and then listening to it all the way home and then getting home. And being like, I want to listen to the end of this song. And we still had to sit in the driveway. <laughs> like, my dad sat with me for like four minutes in the driveway as this song ended. Because I had no idea how long it was. Um, but I'll never forget how long it is now. I love it. What would flavor would American pie be? Like, <laughs> if we had an American pie. I think it's apple. Apple? I was thinking, like, I was trying to go more, I don't know, sarcastic and like humble pie or something like that. Oh. But. But yes. Oh, you're talking about a metaphorical pie. Yes. Uh, not a simile pie, which I learned today only involves. The similes are metaphors. Yes. Metaphors aren't similes. Much like um, squares and rectangles. Yes, it's much like that. So, um, but speaking no. of which. Oh, yes. Number six. This common simile featuring a member of the Gord family means someone is untroubled and calm in the face of pressure. That is, of course, cool as a cucumber. Has anyone uh, ever described you as cool as a cucumber? Yeah. I think I've got a pretty flat demeanor, like when things are chaotic. Mm -hmm. Like inside, I'm freaking out, but I can at least <laughs> keep a straight face for a while. See, I'm the opposite. Outside, I'm freaking out, and I'm actually fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm a, a dramatic bitch. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Number seven. This actor is said to be only six degrees or less from anyone in Hollywood. That is, of course, Kevin Bacon. Six degrees to Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number eight. Uh, this exhibition baseball team, founded in Georgia in 2016, features pre-pitch dance routines and players in kilts, which is the Savannah Bananas. Mm, Great name. Have you seen him play? I've seen a lot of their reels on Instagram, which nice. my friend Sophie, who's a young hip person, tells me is where old people watch reels, and <laughs> I'm watching everything that was on TikTok two weeks ago, is what she always tells me. I send her things on Instagram, she's like, yeah, I saw this two weeks ago on TikTok. <laughs> um, but I've seen them on, they have like millions of views on TikTok and, oh, sure. and Instagram reels and stuff, because they do all these little dances before they pitch, and then this whole theatrical like Harlem Globetrotters. Baseball That's what I was wondering, yeah. Um, but it's gotten really popular, I think, because of TikTok. And they travel around and do shows for people. That's like, fun. It's it's really leaning to the entertainment side of work. Sure. Yeah. And it's fun. Very cool. 
I can only think of every time I see Savannah Bananas, though, I sing it in my head to the tune of Bananas in Pajamas every time. <laughs> they should use that. That's a, that's a brilliant idea. You're welcome, Savannah Bananas. And a round five. We have come to the end of our guest of the year clues. And so I'll recap them now and then uh, give you the answer. The first clue was, in this year, Gordon Brown replaced Tony Blair as Prime Minister of Great Britain, and Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner was elected as Argentina's first woman president, deceiving her husband, Nestor Kirchner. The second clue was, in this year, Britney Spears shaved her head, and Nancy Pelosi became the first female Speaker of the House. The third clue was, in this year, the final book in the Harry Potter series, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, was published. The next clue was, in this year, the first iPhone and Kindle were both released, and Netflix first started streaming. And the fifth and final clue for Guess the Year was, in this year, The Departed won an Oscar for Best Picture. Helen Mirren won the Oscar for Best Actress for The Queen. And Forrest Whitaker won the Oscar for Best Actor for his role in The Last King of Scotland. And the answer for Guess the Year for this episode was 2007. We did it, Bert. Yay! Episode four in the books. Um, this is a little goofy of an episode, maybe a little looser of an episode. We both had a drink during this, <laughs> um, so we're enjoying ourselves, and uh, it's a beautiful, sunshiny day, so I think we're a little loose, but I uh, really enjoyed doing this. Yes, um, hope you all enjoyed it, too. Thanks for playing along. And yes, make sure you follow, you rate, and of course, you share with a friend if you enjoyed it, and we hope you did, so thanks for listening in. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.